This is Behind the Brush by St. Jack. There are creators who obviously already monetize this content by making it on behalf of brands who pay them for it. But for the creators who make their content for the genuine good of their audience, if we're watching it, why shouldn't we pay for it? Hello and welcome back to Behind the Brush. It's me, it's Beth, makeup artist and founder of St. Jack. How are you? Uh, A little life update for you all, and I haven't really done this before, but in light of the last episode that I recorded with Lou Griffin, if you haven't listened, I urge you to do so. I think it's important for me to be transparent with you guys about what's going on with me in the background because you're probably thinking like, where's the interview guest? (laughs) You can probably hear my voice breaking a little bit and I'll explain in a moment, but It really has been a wild few weeks for me. I would say from like the middle of December all the way through to sitting down in my room recording this, I'm struggling to stay afloat a little bit. And the primary reason for that is I have spread myself or I had spread myself far too thin. I am in an incredibly privileged and wonderful position at the moment where I've got a lot of opportunities knocking at my door to do lots and lots of different things. And I found myself in a position over the last, let's say, two or three months where I was just saying yes to everything because I was so excited. I was so humbled. You know, obviously you want the best for yourself and you want to give things a go, but I wasn't really pausing to think things through. I wasn't thinking, why am I doing that? What is that actually going to look like in my day-to-day life? And it all sort of fell on top of me a fortnight ago, almost, when I finally caught the dreaded COVID, hence the voice issue. I'm not going to like sugarcoat it and I don't want to talk about it too much, but I was actually pretty sick. I caught COVID about 10 days after I had my booster, so my third dose. And according to my GP, I was just incredibly unlucky that I happened to get it like in that window immediately after the booster. And honestly, because I was boosted, I thought like I wouldn't be too symptomatic. I've had lots of friends who, you know, the worst they had was like a little rash on their foot, which is so random. But other than that, we're totally fine. So that's what I was expecting, but that was not the case. Some days were manageable, but there were others actually towards the end of my seven-day ISO period where I was so sick. I couldn't keep food or water down. I'm prone to migraines anyway, but I had a headache obviously from COVID and it was just really, really bad for me personally. And without you know exaggerating or being dramatic, I was actually ready to call an ambulance on that Monday night because I was in so much pain. I couldn't keep anything down, severely dehydrated, and I was home by myself. So anyway, that was really intense. And the reason why I even bring it up is because having to stay at home for seven days, despite the fact that I was sick and I would say that I definitely had like the brain fog symptom, even still, I don't feel like I'm working on full, (laughs) a full tank of gas. But having those days that week by myself in my house, forced break, not allowed to work. I actually had to stop and think about what am I doing here and why am I doing it? Like, what is the point? You know, I'm in a great position at the moment. I've got an incredible brand in St. Jack. I've got this podcast. I am a makeup artist and I have beautiful clients. I'm getting more inquiries than I ever have before. I think just because of the nature of the situation at the moment with artists canceling and all sorts of things, but like things feel really fruitful, right? And I'm so grateful. And on top of that, I also have other part-time jobs that I love and they help support me, you know, as I continue to build my own businesses. 
but like it just got to a point where it was just way too much. So the point of me telling you all of this is first of all, to de-glamorize the idea of podcast host, business owning, brand owning, product slinging people like me, you know, just like living their best lives all the time because it's not the case and things can be, you know, harder behind the scenes. So I think that's important to share. But also it meant that the podcast has fallen out of the regular rhythm and cycle. And that will be the case for a few weeks at least, like as I get better. But I also feel more confident that like I am truly in that era of focus, my year of focus. In the episode with Lou, I mentioned that that's like my word of the year or my era, focus. (laughs) And now that I've restructured my own work-life balance a little bit in the last, you know, fortnight or so, I'm hoping that I will have more of myself to share with you um, in a way that makes sense and works for everyone. You know, I just really want to live in my light and I want to work in my light. And I think that we're on the right track to that. So I've got an interview lined up in a fortnight from now, which I'm really excited about. But in the meantime, I think that this is going to be a very important episode. So obviously it's different because I'm not going to be joined by a guest. Truth be told, I was actually going to do this as a bonus episode, but with everything going on, I was too disorganized. (laughs) So here we are. It's just me, baby. It's just me and you. Settle in, grab a drink, go on a hot girl walk, start cleaning your brushes for God's sake. (laughs) But I am going to give you my thoughts on the latest Instagram feature, subscriptions for creators. You may remember in my last episode of last year, 21 lessons I learned in 2021, I said that Instagram owes you nothing. It was a little bit brutal, but I basically kind of explained my thoughts and feelings on that given I have a small background in digital marketing, but I also made a prediction about the future of the platform. So let's just roll that lesson real quick. Number 17. Instagram owes you nothing. Now, I know that sounds a bit harsh, but you have to understand that these days, Instagram is first and foremost a paid paid platform even. Now, what I mean by that is because like we all sign up for free or whatever, they don't care about accounts that don't spend money with them, meaning your personal, your private Instagram account, or if you don't spend money on ads with your makeup artistry account or whatever. They only care about accounts that are making them money. So typically that would be brands or businesses who spend money with them on ads. And we all know what the ads look like because we all get targeted in them, right? I worked very briefly at a digital marketing agency. And so I have some grasp on all of the ins and the outs of the way, you know, that Instagram tries to make money off people and how it works and yada, yada, yada. And so over the last few years, it's been kind of fascinating to see people get really upset about the algorithm or people get upset because their engagement is shit or they're not getting enough followers or all this sort of thing. Well, at the end of the day, hun, I hate to tell you this, but you're not paying to use it. It doesn't owe you anything, right? So it's this simple. Hear this. If you're not paying, you don't get priority access to people's eyeballs. It's a classic thing. Instagram's asset is getting people to pay attention to the content that they want them to see. And they really want them to see the content that's being paid for. 
I don't know how else to explain it, (laughs) but the thing that you need to learn from this is you cannot let it get you down. And more importantly, you need to make sure that your business exists on other platforms. And by that, I don't just mean make sure that your business exists on TikTok or shit, I'm so old. I can't think of another like social media, like Snapchat or whatever. I don't think that that really works. Anyway, (laughs) you have to focus on avenues that you can control, right? So what I mean by that is if you don't have one, make a website. If you don't already, ask customers or ask clients who you do work for to leave you a Google review so that when people are Googling around, for example, Melbourne makeup artists, they see that you're well-reviewed. Collect the email addresses of clients that you're working with and have them in a little database. You don't have to pay for software if you don't want to. If you feel like you don't have enough, just get like a spreadsheet or something and keep them all in there. There's just nothing you can do about the fact that at any given moment, old mate Mark Zuckerberg could just like pull the pin and say, you know what? Instagram is a subscription app now and you have to pay, you know, $30 a month to be able to use it. If he does that, it's possible that 50, 80% of the people that you've got in your followers list are going to be like, "Mm, nah, don't need it, don't want it. And then where are you going to get your clients from? So just be aware of that. You can't rely on it. It doesn't owe you anything. It's just the way the world works. Hate to tell you. (laughs) So make sure you've got lots and lots and lots of other touch points with your clients that you're in control of and don't just be dependent on one app. Number 16. So that episode was recorded on the 28th of December last year. And a few short weeks later on the 20th of January, Instagram made an announcement on their creator account. The handle is at creators. And the post said, introducing subscriptions. So in the post, they say that starting from now, they're going to start testing subscriptions with a handful of creators in the US only. And those creators will be able to set a monthly price of their choosing. They'll be able to unlock a subscribe button on their profile and offer benefits to their subscribers. These benefits include stories that are created just for those subscribers and live streams that are only open to your subscribers. There was also some crap, to be honest, about like, certain like question stickers and stuff like that, that would be more engaging than ever before. And while I'm sure that that's the case and they've got all these innovations in the pipeline, it's kind of hard to imagine how that would work. That particular feature, super engaged questions (laughs) until we can see it. But anyway, the idea behind this is so that your subscribers can engage more deeply. That's a direct quote. The feature allows creators to earn a recurring monthly income by offering this exclusive content or benefits to their most engaged followers. And most importantly, this income is going to come from the app directly and not go via a third party. I'm going to elaborate on this in a second, but I mean, you know, the subscribers will get charged via Instagram. Instagram will pay the creator rather than, you know, subscribers paying through PayPal or Stripe or another payment platform. This is important because while the announcement doesn't really go into detail about any of that, you would certainly imagine that Instagram will be taking a cut of the subscription fee because they're hosting the platform that this relationship or transaction is actually taking place on. Now, this might sound a bit wild to you, but this idea has actually been floating around for a while and I haven't seen anyone take advantage of this better than Flex Mami. So at flex.mami, M-A-M-I. Her real name is Lillian. If you don't know who Flex is, I'm kind of surprised if you live in Australia, but that's cool. She is an incredibly inspiring young entrepreneur. She lives in Sydney. She's got multiple businesses. She's a podcast host. She's an author, DJ, presenter, influencer. She's got so many revenue streams. In fact, if earlier in this episode I was saying, oh my God, I had too much on my plate and I wasn't coping, 
this woman gets a dinner plate on Christmas Day and she heaps it so high. She has got so much on her plate, but she handles it like a queen. Like she is spinning that plate and we are in awe. Like she is goals. She has just over 150,000 followers on Instagram and she is kind of renowned or known for hosting really engaging, thought-provoking conversations on her Instagram stories and, you know, really engaging with her audience. Now, I think the word engage and engagement gets thrown around a lot these days, but I mean like having conversations, getting, you know, screenshotting people's DMs with their permission, of course, and kind of, you know, dissecting what they're saying on their opinions on certain things. She would, you know, pose questions to people like, would you rather's um, that would really encourage deep thought and conversation as well as, you know, sharing outfits, sharing, you know, hotspots, pop culture takes, like reviews on TV shows, all this sort of thing, right? And all of this content that was curated by her marvelous brain. Then she saw the opportunity and she said, hang on, this takes me hours every day. People love this content. They follow me for this content. They've come to expect this content from me. I should recognize the value of my top tier content. So since last September, she's actually been using the close friends feature, which is available to anyone with an Instagram account for this exact purpose, getting followers to subscribe for her exclusive content. Her website says, my premium Instagram story content is going behind a paywall, baby. Get a monthly subscription to my Instagram close friends behind the scenes of my life and career outfit links, daily pop culture analysis, reviews, and more. So there's a link in her bio. It takes you to a website. You submit payment, aka it's not done through Instagram. And it's a recurring $9.99 a month. And she takes your Instagram username so that after you've subscribed and like paid the fee, she'll manually add you to the close friends list. So look, who knows how many people she's got subscribed to the close friends list, but it's obviously quite a few. But think about it this way. If just 1% of her 150,000 followers subscribe, that's 1,500 people, that's an extra 15 grand a month for something she was already doing, but she already had people hooked on it. So in case it wasn't obvious, I am absolutely a flex stan. I think it is queen status shit that she is making that money off doing these stories. I love that she is so transparent with what she does. She's always ahead of the curve. And Lil, if you ever happen to listen to this, I am so fucking inspired by what you continue to create for yourself on the daily. And like, sis, you are the success experiment. If you know, you know. So most importantly, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for us? When Instagram made their subscription announcement, I was, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was low-key pretty impressed with myself that I'd predicted it just a few weeks earlier. So I went onto my Instagram stories on my makeup artistry account and I asked you, when given the option, would you pay to view your favorite creator's stories? Now, I didn't even speculate about what the subscription cost would be. I didn't even suggest that it would be, you know, $10 like Flex's is. But I was honestly shook that 80% of you said that you wouldn't pay to view that content. Now, I'm going to break it down for you from two perspectives, first as a consumer and then as a creator, as I suspect you may be. For me, I love following Nikki Makeup. And every single week, I look forward to her Sunday tutorials because she films and explains in depth the look she is creating. Now, her looks might not be for everyone, but beyond being inspired by her as an artist, I actually find her voice very soothing. And this is a little bit weird, but she's got like really beautiful hands. So like the filming of it is really good. And she like 
puts makeup on or skincare on, you know, people's faces with her hands and it just looks divine. Like I love it. And so would I pay for that? Yes. There are also artists with smaller accounts based right here in Melbourne who I could literally name right now who give so much value and who have helped me immensely with their content. Like, especially when I was just getting started as an artist, you know, what should I be carrying in my kit? What's essential? What's not? Like, what do I definitely have to invest money in when I'm just trying to string everything together, you know, on a small budget? Are they currently charging to answer the questions that we're constantly asking them? No. Could they? Yes. Will they? I hope so. And the reason why I hope so, which is my cute little segue into looking at this from the other side of the coin as a creator, is that you can spend so much time making content to entertain or educate the people who follow you. Obviously, there are some people who do this better than others, but their accounts are go-tos for certain things like you know, quick makeup tutorials in the car, how to condense your kit really well, or what's the latest in skincare that I want to try out. There are creators who obviously already monetize this content by making it on behalf of brands who pay them for it. But for the creators who make their content for the genuine good of their audience, if we're watching it, why shouldn't we pay for it? At this stage, you know, Instagram isn't suggesting that all content should be subscription-based but the best content should be subscription-based. The content that offers the most value to the people who genuinely want to watch it. You know, for example, like I also really love Riley Hempson or at Healthy Chick 101. I love her confidence. I love her style. I look forward to her stories. I love her aesthetic. I often click the link of what she's wearing and I would pay for that access, you know? And also I love the idea that I have the option not to, you know, if I just want to like casually follow. So there's no conclusion to this debate, but I'll leave you with this as food for thought. If you have an Instagram account now where you create content, and I'm not talking about like your personal Instagram account that has your aunties and like the random guy you worked with a few years ago. I'm talking about as an artist, a nail tech, a beauty blogger, whatever it is. If you have that kind of account, when you post anything, before you post it, can you ask yourself, Would I be happy for someone to pay for this? Is this content valuable enough that someone would even want to? Am I educating them? Am I inspiring them? A great kind of comparison here would be, if I have either received in PR or bought a new product, am I just unboxing it on my stories or am I giving an opinion on how it works for a certain skin type? There's a difference between showing someone that you've bought something or received something and that's great. but does it work? Does it look good? Is it worth somebody's, you know, money? The product example I'm thinking of is the recent Charlotte Tilbury foundation, you know, that everyone was buying. And I can see the PR box in my head right now that, you know, kind of got sent around to people. And that's awesome. But it's like to say, oh, I can't wait to add this to my kit. That's great. But it's like, why? Why do you want to add it to your kit? Does it have a great shade range? Does it have a great wear for bridal? Does it, you know, what does it do that makes it great to add to the kit? Can you see the difference there? So my challenge to you, and please don't get me wrong, it's also a challenge to myself, is to ask yourself, what can I do to make my content so great, so much better, so much more insightful, educational, funny, inspiring, whatever your vibe is, how can you make it so great that when the time comes and it will come, someone will want to pay for it? Now, I can imagine that this episode is probably 
a little bit controversial or my opinions on this are a little bit controversial. I have already had a lot of people in my DMs after my original story about this a few weeks ago being like, Instagram should do more for my small business or my small business will fall apart if they do this or I'm going to lose lots of followers or this is going to happen or that's going to happen. It's like, well, like I said at the beginning and like I said last year and we'll continue to say, Instagram doesn't care. It doesn't owe you anything unless you are making it money. Subscriptions for creators will end up making it money. So the times are changing. We've got to adapt with them or get left behind. There's also another great time to point out that this is why people are migrating to TikTok, you know, and all of these apps are going to keep evolving. And if you're depending on these apps to help businesses, it's part of your job to evolve with them or you will get left behind. So this is really just food for thought. It's absolutely something that I'm thinking about with my content as I head into this gorgeous new year, but I'll wrap it up there because I could talk about it all day. In fact, I might try and find a way to get a meaningful conversation started with you guys so that you can tell me what you think or why I might be wrong. Um, But I'll work on that before this goes live. But in the meantime, you can follow me for free, baby. (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at bystjack. That's bystjack. Or my makeup artistry account is at BethWilson underscore MUA. Or on TikTok, because you know, your sis is diverse. It's at St. Jack Cosmetics. And I have actually just made a new personal TikTok account that's going to be more about my BTS and like all that and like behind the scenes of my life. And that is at Beth in Beauty, B-E-T-H in Beauty. I'm excited about that one because I've actually worked out that's like 160 something days until I turn 30. So I have made it a goal of mine in my focus era to also focus on making my life and the last days of my 20s as great as they can be. So until next time, guys, I will see you later. I love you. Bye.